0: Welcome to Car Wash, the podcast, your source for real stories and real business insights from the experts, both in and out of the car wash industry. So put it in neutral, feed off the brakes, and take your hands off the steering wheel, because here we go. Here are your guides on this journey. David Begin of Begin Insights and Car Wash Magazine Editor-in-Chief, Matt DeWolf. Hello, Car Wash Nation. Welcome to this episode of Car Wash the Podcast. This is your host, David Begin. Hope everybody's doing well out there. I know that uh, we're in some very interesting times. And when it comes to interesting times, I talked to my HR expert, Claudia St. John, who's the CEO of Affinity HR Group. Claudia, thanks for joining me again. She's a regular guest. this podcast. This is either number three or four I think we've done with you.
1: Yeah, something like that. And I'm absolutely delighted uh, to be here with you. Thank you for for inviting me back over and over again. It it, it, it brings me joy.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I uh, very much enjoy our discussions and uh, you give me some interesting perspectives that I don't think about. I think it's interesting Claudia sort of comes at things from the employee standpoint and I come at things from the employer standpoint. And so it's interesting to get different perspectives on uh, on things but yeah so she's the CEO of Affinity HR Group which is the uh, ICA approved HR um, consultant or partner yeah, or, yeah. yeah.
1: we'll partner we're we, we are consultants but we do you know we do recruiting and headhunting and employee engagement so it's a wide variety but but yeah we're we're basically here for the HR needs of of car washes um and 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 others typically those who don't have, whoever's doing HR on site is usually not an HR person. Um, So we provide backstop and support for those who don't have a particularly robust HR enterprise behind them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think you, um, you certainly helped us out when I had car washes, you know, you helped us out with doing some recruiting, you helped us out with some employee manuals and some legal type documents that sometimes it's difficult for us to come up with. So certainly uh, been been very valuable. If you're a small uh, car wash owner, I'd say if you don't have an HR department or HR group, it's great to have a, a team that you can access when you need to. Um, so
1: Thank you. Yeah, we enjoyed it. We enjoyed yeah. working with you. We miss you in the car wash. Oh, we- thanks. Thanks. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's just kind of a pause. I don't know what's going to happen in the future, but we'll see. We'll see. So you have been extremely busy. You've been uh, doing a lot of teleconferences and Zoom calls and you've been on ICA's Thursday afternoon show I saw yeah. a couple of weeks ago, but yeah. I would imagine your whole business is just going crazy right now, um, yeah. from your, your clients and trying to figure out what's going on. Um, what are, what's the general things that your clients are asking you right now?
1: Oh my gosh. You know, it's so funny. I think about COVID in terms, it's like, if I think back, what, what, What questions I was asked last week—that seems like four months ago. I don't know what it is about this, this pandemic, but um, time seems to be moving in a very different domain. So I think the nature of the questions have changed and evolved. We've been we've been absolutely inundated um, by questions from businesses of all sizes. Really, they started off with, "What do we do about telework?" You know, "How do we how do we transition to getting folks home?" And then the states. and locale started shutting down businesses and then lots of questions around essential businesses and what do we need to do to prove that we're an essential business and what do we what what information do we need to give our employees so that if they get stopped on the way to work, that they can validate that they are essential businesses and then, you know, the whole Family's First Coronavirus Response Act with the paid sick leave and the paid family leave, um, which applied to businesses with fewer than 500 employees. So this was something we've really never seen before that these big federal rep- responsibilities and programs were placed directly on the laps of tiny little businesses who had no idea how to deal with them and definitely didn't have the staff on on hand to understand how to administer them or, or even understand how they Worked, um, and then of course the CARES Act with this loan, and so all of that was just mind-boggling. Um, uh, We've—I don't think—I don't—in my lifetime, I've never been so overwhelmed with that. That supporting that, but but David, what we're dealing with right now um, is is a, a much harder level of conversation, and what we're seeing now and what we're responding to now is every day we're getting calls upon calls about. Businesses whose employees are falling sick, or whose employees' family members are falling sick, um, or if not sick, have some level of exposure. And what should they do in terms of dealing with, um, you know, s- self quarantining or closing down the the establishment and remediating the workplace to they want to come back what what hurdles do they have to jump through in order to be able to come back to work safely so so while all of that previously was sort of the prep and i thought once we were done we could breathe now we're dealing with these very real situations and and um the one thing that i i think is really particularly challenging for our 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 clients and the people that we're we're helping is each situation is different. So dealing with Joe and Joe's exposure, you know, you finally work through that and then all of a sudden Betty has one and, and it looks different and it shows up different, it requires a different response. So it's just an endless kind of need to understand what the federal guidelines are and apply them and coach and, and just help them figure it out because, you know, none of us have ever, ever been through anything like this before. There's no, there's no right answer or wrong answer. It's just... How do we get through it?
0: Yeah, there's no game plan. I think most of us, most of the anxiety I think people are feeling in their businesses is this is very open-ended, you know, and you try to go back and compare it to anything else that's happened in history and not even in our lifetime. If you go back 100 years, you try to think, okay, has there been anything even close to something like this where people have had to deal with it? But we've got such a dynamic where our society is so mobile and people move around quite a bit Mm -hmm. and you know if you if you think okay does this compare to like World War II but but I don't know if it really does because back then you could still socialize and get together and there's that whole problem of not being able to connect with people like you did you know and everybody's kind of held up either in their homes or you know there's a few very few people out working or is it like 9-11 but that's not exactly like it because that was a an event that took place in one day, and then we were recovering from one specific event. I think this whole issue of this being open-ended is what creates that low-level anxiety or stress that people are feeling right now.
1: I think that's true, and and you know what i what I keep reminding all of um, the folks that I that I talk with or in the videos that I um, have put out there, it's that. None of us have ever been through this. There is no right and there is no wrong. And so this, you know, I, I describe as, you know, rubber bands and bubble gum. We're just doing whatever we need to do in order to get through this one moment in time. And as crazy as it is and as uncertain as it is, the one thing we're sure of is that we will get through this because we literally have gotten through everything else so so while it seems very daunting and very overwhelming and the uncertainty causes so much stress it is also a moment in time and it and it will pass we will get a vaccine we will get a means of um you know of 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 working through this we will get enough exposure where we will build up immunities within our systems and we also have technology today that for most businesses not all of course in in many states car washes are not deemed essential but for in many other states they are you know we are we are working through this, and um, so I think also just reassuring people that um, that this is a moment in time, and and we will all one way or another. The next reality is going to certainly be different than the one we just left, but we will get through it. Um, yeah, and we'll... that, that's that's what I've been trying to remind employers. And the other thing, David, is that everybody who's working today, everybody who's still showing up at work all the employees there are looking at the owner they're looking at the owner for guidance they're looking at the owner for their mood for how they're responding and and there's probably an element of fear that those employees have because they are showing up at work they're not they don't have the luxury of staying home safe and sound not that those who are staying home safe and sound feel like they're lucky because they have a whole other set of and host of concerns in terms of finances and boredom and uncertainty Um, but I also want those owners who are, who are out there and managers, site managers, to remember all eyes are on them. So the way that they deal with these situations and the way that they're able to, you know show some emotional intelligence and, and, and work through it, um, it will have an exponential effect on all the other employees that are around them because they're all everybody's in the same boat, and no one has the answers. So it's just how you can process uncertainty and work through uncertainty.
0: Yeah. What do you, do you have any recommendations on that? The way I sort of think about it is, what do you have to do today? So kind of keeping things focused down as far as time is concerned. And I agree with you as far as my perception of time anymore has just gone out. It feels like we've been doing this for six months, and I know, I know. it's only been three three weeks. Yeah. I think. It's, but- it's
1: yeah. It's been well. The 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 president declared a disaster a disaster an emergency order basically on March thirteenth. So yeah, we're just past one month. Yeah. Um, which seems like an eternity ago.
0: <laughs> and so that, and that's, that's hard to deal with when you don't, your time, your perception of time has changed quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the recommendations you have? One thing I think about is okay, I can only do what I can today and don't think too far out in the future. Kind of think in a, in a week or so. So don't, don't get too far ahead of yourself as far as what's got to get done. Because if you start, you know, I, I, I have some friends that I start thinking and extrapolating out what's, what's this going to mean long-term. And those are interesting conversations to have, but they take a stress, there's a little bit of stress doing that because you're guessing and, you know, you can't really do anything about what's happening in the future, but do you have any other recommendations you have for how business owners, you know, and I've, I've really encouraged either through the podcast or. You know, and talking to some of my clients, it's time to be a leader. It's time for you to step up and Mm -hmm. you've got to be a leader to these employees because they're looking to you for some ideas and guidance. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's not, it's not time for you to freak out. You've got to, you've got to be a leader.
1: Yes, I I, I believe that 100%. And that's really what I mean by all eyes are on you. Because how you how you respond during this will 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 reassure and and help the the physical and mental health of everybody that you come into contact with your employees, your clients, the communities in which you work. And um, I'm with you, I am not looking at the long term, I am looking day by day, week by week. And reassuring folks that, you know, we didn't know two weeks ago that we would have this unemployment benefit of $600 on a weekly benefit. We didn't know about that. We didn't know about the Paycheck Protection Loan. We didn't know about any of these things. And we're all in this together. And so my advice, when folks say, what is this going to look like at the other end, I really have been choosing not to have those conversations because my wish is that it looks just like it did in the past with some changes. Um, But honestly, I have no idea. And, And so what I've been advising for my folks is simply reassuring them that day by day, week by week, Here's what we're going to do to maintain our health, to maintain our, our happiness, to protect ourselves, to be kind to one another. Um, and and I know we've all experienced this, and I definitely have had a front row seat to it. You see the best in people, and you see the worst in people. And fortunately, I have been very lucky to see many, many, many more acts of grace and kindness and understanding and empathy than I have the alter, the other, the, the, the sort of ugliness. Um, and one of the things that I have um, recommended to treat everybody with empathy, to try and think, I wonder how this person is feeling, reaching out, feeling, being generous in your kindness and perspective toward others. And the other thing is, and And I have to admit, I am not a religious person, so I don't have a, a um an upbringing of faith or an institutional religion that I have been a part of. But being grateful for me has been one of the most wonderful and healing and and um I can't be frustrated when I'm grateful. I can't really be afraid when I'm grateful. When I'm in an act of, of gratitude, it really helps me appreciate and share that gratitude towards others. So I, I encourage folks to, to try and, and count our blessings regularly and with others. And, um, one of the things that I've had a lot of conversations with, particularly when they rolled out this new unemployment benefit and the, and the family's first um, emergency paid leave and sick leave, you know, I did get a lot of calls from folks saying, you know, my, my team are knuckleheads. They're going to try and take advantage of this where they can. And I, you know, I just know they're not, they're going to abuse the system and whatever. And my response to them has been we are in uncharted territories with a disease that none of us have an immunity to. So they may be knuckleheads, but um, give them the benefit of the doubt. Now is not the time to say, I don't trust you, I don't believe you, come in, or I don't believe you, I'm going to deny your unemployment request, or I don't believe you. Now is the time to say, you know, we'll we'll work this out on the flip side. Once we get past this then we can deal with any of these issues whether they whether they were sincere and legitimate or not. But for right now, let's just get through the day. Um yeah. so so that's been that's been my kind of I don't want to say preachy, but if I'm going to be blowing sunshine in people's faces, it's it's not it's not like it's all good because it's not all good. it It is a scary time for everybody, but empathy and gratitude, I find really help me get through the day and seem to help others when we've been able to have those conversations.
0: yeah, no, I think that's good advice, too. And I think you know we've got to pick and choose our battles right now, yeah. and that's probably not a battle we want to be fighting. Um, yep. but I think it's interesting. Um, I think you made a great point here I didn't think about. So most car washes now are transitioning between can I stay open or not? And, Mm -hmm. you know, we've seen, you know, we've kind of seen this, this V where a lot of uh, governmental entities closed car washes and, um, and now they're reopening. So they're realizing, you know, maybe we overstepped our boundaries Mm -hmm. and it is considered essential. And so they're reopening. But I think the good question now is, you know, the next phase, what happens if somebody in your organization is sick or tested positive? Can you kind of walk us through that process and then what, what the government's allowed for small businesses when that happens?
1: Sure, absolutely. So for those who are open and, and you know, for those who who have employees coming to work, um, they're very specific guidelines, and I encourage everybody to check out the CDC. If you Google CDC Centers for Disease Control, um, if you Google CDC and employer guidance, there is a very robust website there. Also, the Department of Labor DOL and, and COVID or DOL and employer resource, you'll get um, a very, very rich um, uh, level of resources there. What the CDC says right now is, and what we encourage all of our employers. Uh, to do right now before you have an infection make sure that your employees all know the symptoms of covid those are changing right and they're they' they're vast and of course they show up like the, the cold and the flu and, and allergies um, but but that they know the fever that they know the cough the shortness of breath that aches, um, some of the gastrointestinal stress, now increasingly the loss of the sense of smell and a sense of taste. Make sure that they recognize those and are aware of those symptoms. And in no uncertain terms, if they have any of those symptoms, they should stay home. If they show up with those symptoms, they should go home. So that's the very first thing I recommend that employers do. I also recommend that employers now, before they have any any um, on-site cases, identify the organizations, the cleaning services that are available to them to remediate an infection if possible. Now, fortunately, car washes, many of those spaces, those communal workspaces are are exterior, so not as hard of a remediation, but where you do have interior spaces where people are. Um, f- identify if you have a cleaning service that comes in and cleans th- those spaces, check to see whether they can remediate for COVID, and if not, establish the relationship now with those institutions that can do um, on-site remediation so that you're not at a loss of trying to figure out how to do that when you, when you have an infection. So those are the first two um, sort of preventative measures I would recommend. I would also recommend, of course, anyone who can work from home, send them home now. Your accounting, your bookkeeping, any of your HR, your office stuff, they should all be working from home if they can. If they can't figure out a way to get them the technologies so that they can. Um, they don't if anybody who doesn't need to show up on site should be sent home for those who are working on site if you can structure it so that they're working at least uh, three six feet apart and if you can get them protective equipment now is the time for them to be wearing masks and and gloves as they go through and you know. It's not just for them that they're wearing those masks. It's also to give your customers the confidence to know that you're taking their safety as strongly as possible. So that you're minimizing contact. That you are not using pens and sharing pens. That you are, um, you know, if you can, using credit cards, making sure you're wiping them down with Clorox wipes before you hand them back to the customers. So any of those those preventative measures, those social distancing, those good sanitary uh, measures to keep um, from getting sick. So take the time now to make sure you're doing all of that. Um, One other point on that I want to make, if you don't have um, the proper uh, protective equipment, check your suppliers, because a lot of them do have them. And if your suppliers are out of stock, Check with your promotional products, folks, the folks that you do, the signs and the, the labels and the, the, the uniforms for you. A lot of them have converted to PPE um, uh, distribution. So they're also sourcing as well. So that's sort of leading up. So to, I'm sorry, I'm being very long-winded, David. No,
0: it's good. No worries. No, it's good and great, great information.
1: Okay, awesome. So somebody calls in sick, send them home. Um, what the cdc requires is somebody who's showing symptoms or somebody who needs to be quarantined the they should have um, 14 days at home if they've had an exposure so if they've had an exposure and, and and are not sick 14 days this is where a lot of gray area comes in my husband is has been confirmed with covid well then you stay home you we could just assume that you have it my child has it you stay home my uncle has it and i saw him at dinner two weeks ago well if the last time you saw that person was 14 days ago then you're probably okay Um, if you were exposed to somebody who seemed sick when do when were you exposed count to those 14 days and then stay home so really trying to figure out when was the exposure then quarantining the issue on quarantining If a doctor or a public health or governmental entity sends you home in order to quarantine because of an exposure, then that would qualify for emergency paid sick leave under the Families First Care Act. So that way, that person's paid time off is covered. But if you are simply quarantining or they are self-quarantining and they don't have that medical coverage, that medical validation, then I would still send them home and I would encourage the car washes, if at all possible, to pay that time, pay a portion of that time, forward them some PTO time so that they stay home. Because you don't wanna create an incentive for employees to come back to work before they've completed the quarantine or before they've recovered from their illness. You don't wanna create any financial incentive to bring that virus into your workplace. Um, So so there's that. Um, And then if they're sick, if they are sick, they should stay home until they recover. Recovery is changing. So the CDC is changing their guidelines. What they now say is you cannot and should not come back to work until you are 72 hours post fever without the use of a fever reducer and improved respiratory health. So your coughing and your congestion and your breathing is improved and you are seven days post onset of symptoms. So we actually had a car wash call us and say, we had a guy, he came down with a fever, was not confirmed to have coronavirus, but the fever is now three days post to you know, three days mitigated. And otherwise, they're fine. But it was less than seven days from the onset of the original fever. Then you want to go back to seven days from the onset of the original fever. If an employee has been tested to have COVID, they had a positive test. Then you need to meet all those conditions, so 72 hours without a fever and improved respiratory and seven days since the onset of symptoms, and they should have two consecutive negative coronavirus tests to say that they are free, and those tests should be no less than 24 hours apart. Okay. So that's what the CDC is currently guiding us on, and that's really what we're what we're trying to stick to. And then everything else is a bubblegum and rubber band, trying to figure out. All right, well, what clock should we start ticking on? And um, I had a case where a, a woman wanted to come back to work because her her daughter had been confirmed as having COVID and was now no longer having COVID. So the employee wanted to come back to work, but that employee could have gotten infected at any point in time during that child's illness. So we started counting her 14-day quarantine from the last day of presumed infection of the child. So this is where it's like, we, we're just trying to figure it out.
0: Yeah. So the, the guidance here, I think, is to definitely take a conservative approach to how you're, you're treating these illnesses.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Another, another issue um, that we've been asked a lot of is taking temperatures at work. So this is one of those really funky funny areas which proves the point that none of us know what the heck is going on. But what the CDC has said to us is taking temperatures of work at work makes you feel good, makes other employees feel good, makes perhaps your clients feel good, but it's not really a fail-safe way to keep your 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 workplace healthy because a they you can reduce a fever with fever reducers and b up to 50% of known coron- corona Cases now have no symptoms whatsoever and never have a fever, so taking the temperature doesn't really help. That said, um, in Ohio, for example, you have to take the temperature. In parts of Michigan, the county have, has said that you have to take the temperature of all of your essential employees that are showing up to work. So, while the good, while the good science says not so not so valuable a tool. Um, public health officials and and government entities are saying, do it anyway. So, all right, do
0: <laughs> yeah. do it anyway. It's interesting because I think you going back to your part as far as extending grace to people. We've got to extend grace to some of these governmental entities. As frustrating yes. as it is, they're trying to figure out what the right thing is. So when they show up on site and say, we've got to close your car wash, you know, they're they're they think they're doing it from the place of you know public safety and abiding by guidelines and all that. And as frustrating it is for me to hear that, I think we have to extend grace to those people as well and just kind of work through the systems and understanding there is no consistency. And in many, many towns, there's no consistency. You can get a state order, which is different than the county order, which is different than what the fire department, we've had fire marshals show up on site and trying to shut down car washes. We have health department officials showing up on site, trying to shut down car washes. We've had state police, showing up on site, trying to sit down car washes. And you wonder who really has the authority to do that or where are they getting their information from? So just extending grace to those people, I think would be an important.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Really and, and you know, if you think about it, honestly, none of us had to deal with any of this four weeks ago. And in fact, we've only known about coronavirus. The World Health, Health uh, was first notified, World Health Organization was notified on New Year's Eve. So we're only like 14 weeks into this, which is really astounding when you think about it, 14, 16 weeks into this, that this, the the world never even knew about this. Yeah. Um, well, most of the world didn't know about it. There's some conspiracy theories out there, but that makes my head break, so I don't, I don't, I, 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 can't, I can barely handle reality right now, I can't, yeah. I can't go there, yeah. <laughs> but yes, I agree with you, I think, I think the more we can extend grace to everybody, because none of us know, we're all just doing the best, we all want the best, we all want it to go away, and, yeah. and, you know, doing what we can to stay home is the best way, even though it's the hardest way, until we have other measures and methods for, for protecting ourselves.
0: Yeah, and I, I think those will be some of the post results that we'll see. We'll get better at this. We'll have plans in place. There'll be statewide plans. There'll be, f- hopefully, federal plans in place. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to probably increase our stockpiles of PBE equipment before we kind of let it go, um, let some things expire that we probably shouldn't have.
1: Yep. I think we'll oh. all have a lot of toilet paper in our basements.
0: I think we will. I think <laughs> we will. I think people are going to stock up on that. I don't know why. I don't know why that I don't was the know thing why. people kind of focused on. But, <laughs> but yeah, I think people aren't going to be worried about that.
1: I was much. thinking about that. My dog goes through way more dog food than my family goes through toilet paper. Like, why aren't people stockpiling on that sort of thing? But nope, yeah. I can go and get dog food. No problem.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's an interesting human study of how people react. Yeah, and when people feel like there's going to be a shortage of something they need, how people reacted, and we we were good. We we haven't, you know, we bought small packages. We haven't needed any because we typically go to the the big uh, warehouse stores and buy in bulk. So we we had plenty. So we tried to avoid the the panic purchasing that was going on. But it was interesting to watch people do that.
1: Yeah, it really is. It really is. Yeah. Um, you know, I I wanted to mention one other thing, and that is that. Um, this issue of testing, um, I, I think that when we do get a little bit farther down the line, I think testing is really going to be how we mitigate this and how we know who's sick, who's not sick, who's been sick, who no, who's who's now immune. So, um, even in in before we get this this vaccine, I do think that um, as we open back up again, those are going to be the measures that, that we use. But um, I also think that uh, it, getting those preventive, those masks and those gloves for your employees. Um, I think I would be working on that now because we're going to need to continue to do some measure of protection and, and social distancing until we do have a vaccine. So um, this is going to be with us for a long time. It's not going anywhere, at least at at some measure. We may get back to work, but we're still going to be doing it a little differently, I would suspect.
0: Yeah, I would agree. And I think even like the stay-at-home order here in Colorado goes to April 26th, but I think the governor is not going to throw up his hands and say, okay, we're over this. I think it'll be a surgical precision approach to reopening businesses and They'll have certain people they want to consider to stay home, people probably over, you know, older people, people that have compromised immune systems, they probably won't be allowed. Mm -hmm. You know, they're going to encourage those people to continue. But, um, you know, I don't don't think it's going to be business as usual come May 1st.
1: No. And fortunately, the government is basically doing literally everything it can as quickly as it can to help businesses stay afloat and alive through this to help employees who are left unemployed. You know, this uh, this unemployment benefit, many, many, many employees are going to end up making more on unemployment than they made when they were employed. And that might seem insane to people, but really, we're just trying to keep society going so that we can then rebound and, and have money in our pocket to buy the things that we need and to have the financial security to keep our homes, to keep our businesses. So um, while folks you know fret and sweat about, about what the government is doing, recognize that it's um, rubber bands and bubble gum just to keep everything together until we do get on the other
0: side of it. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Thank you for that. And I've learned to wash my hands properly now. I didn't realize I was not washing them long enough, so. <laughs> I am more conscious of that than ever.
1: And I have no nails anymore. I cut <laughs> off all of my nails because apparently that, that was gross. I didn't know
0: that was a gross thing. So I don't have any nails. Okay, that's interesting <laughs> information. So good. good. Well, Claudia, thank you for this episode. And thank you for listening to this episode of Car Wash the Podcast. Um, you can get this podcast anywhere you get podcasts like Stitcher, Google Play, and obviously iTunes. Or you can go to the website. It's being hosted right now, which is new at carwash.org. Under Car Wash Magazine and forward slash podcast. If you want to listen on the web, you can listen there. Thanks so much. We appreciate you listening and we'll catch you next time on Car Wash the Podcast. Car Wash the Podcast is your source for real
1: stories and real business insights from the experts, both in and out of the car wash industry. Our show helps investors, owners, operators, and managers think about ways to enhance their business. Our podcast is a free on-demand audio program that provides information on the latest trends impacting the industry,
0: tips from successful industry leaders, and inspiration for our listeners.